Cooperation Nation. This is Smooth Cooperators, a Belfast Community Co-op program. We are here to talk to you about the cooperative business model and the Belfast Community Co-op in particular. I'm Emily. I'm Alessandra. And today we are going to talk to you about Principle 7, Concern for Community. But before we get there, we have a few announcements. First off, this is our last episode of the season. We are wrapping up the end of the year by wrapping up the cooperative principles. I'm pretty excited about it. I also wanted to share with everyone that I am officially retiring from the Belfast Community Co-op. It's been an amazing 12 years, an amazing community, amazing co-workers, and I've been just so grateful to get to know all of you. That's it. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I think it's hard to put into words what you have meant to the co-op and what you will continue to mean and all the knowledge that you'll hold and the relationships that you formed, the standards that you've held the board to, and the governance that they've been able to put forward because you've been able to keep them in line and remind them of what they promised that they were going to do. I think that that really shows in where we are now as, as an organization. So thank you. I promise to keep an eye out and never let those standards slip. I'm watching you. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, so shall we get to the principles? Hey, let's do that. Okay, shall we remind everyone what the seven cooperative principles are? I sure don't know what they are, so I hope you remember. I do. <laughs> okay, principle one is open and voluntary membership. Principle two is democratic member control. Principle three is member economic participation. Principle four, autonomy and independence. Principle five is education, information, and training. Principle six is cooperation among cooperatives. And today's principle, principle seven, is again, concern for community. That's amazing. Yeah. The International Cooperative Alliance defines P7 as cooperatives work for the sustainable development of their communities through policies approved by their members. So what does that mean? I think we should start by going back to 1844. Rochdale Equitable Pioneer Society. They came up with a set of rules. This particular principle really harkens back to something called Law First, which was laid out for the purpose of improving the financial, social, and living conditions of its members. The shop that they started was part of it, but it also was about providing employment, housing, and education and resources to their community. So how do we do that for our community today? In so many ways. It's really true. I wanted to start by reading our end statement. Yes. So the ends is a policy that the board has put forward as part of our governance structure. And basically it answers the question of why do we exist? And it helps to guide the general manager in the choices that they make so that they are following within what the board believes is the entire reason for the organization. So our ends are written as the Belfast Community Co-op exists so that our member owners and our community will have a thriving, just and sustainable local food economy, a source of healthy, nutritious, affordable food and water, an efficiently managed, democratically governed, inclusive, cooperative enterprise, a greater understanding of health, food systems, cooperatives and economic and environmental sustainability 
and an invested, engaged, and empowered staff that thrive in a safe, respectful, inclusive, and equitable workplace. So when I read that out loud and I remind myself that all of those things exist so that our community will also have them, I'm reminded that our farmers and producers are part of our community. Our employees are part of our community. The people who deliver food to our store are part of our community. When the co-op makes decisions that are the best for the owners, it's also the best for the community, which is also the best for the co-op. So it's just this kind of really nice circle where we're not some big extractive business that's here to just like make a huge amount of money, leave a path of destruction, and then pull out of this community. We know that our very roots, the very success of this business rests on the small community that we live in. Like I think we always joke that Belfast is a small town or Waldo County is a small town, but I have also heard that people feel like Maine's a small town. Mm -hmm. Like you can go somewhere in Maine and chances are you might know somebody wherever you're going. Happens a lot. It happens a lot. (laughs) And so I think too, you know, when other places talk about shopping locally, they're really talking about like 50 miles or whatever in Maine, we consider a local product, anything that's from Maine, because we're such a big state with so few people in it, we really make sure that that viewpoint really encompasses the entire state. Yes. I think last year we sold just over $3 million worth of local produce and products, which is super cool. And then I was thinking about how it balances out where for our employees, we paid out in pay and benefits a little bit over $3 million. That's amazing. So that's really a lot of money just going straight out into the community because the people who live here obviously are a huge part of the community. At this point in time, 90% of our workers meet the MIT living wage scale. And so that means that MIT puts together all these calculations. They decide what's the minimum amount of money that you need in order to have a life that's not in poverty. That's amazing. I mean, I've been aware of that, but just hearing you say that out loud, it feels really impactful. It's super cool. Mm-hmm. What are some other ways that the Belfast Community Co-op reaches this principle of concern for community? I think we've done a lot of work over the years to solidify our foundations in this community. One of the big things that we've been doing that we've been talking about quite a lot is the Common Sense Program, because that puts money directly from our shoppers into the hands of nonprofits that our owners want to support. Over $73,000 last year (laughs) came through our registers, and we keep keep none of that money at 100% of those donations from the community go to these community nonprofits. Yep. And there's some other things that we do. We also have what we call our core program, and that's cooperative ownership reaching everyone. And that is for people who are receiving some sort of financial assistance from the government. Generally, we are looking at programs that are focused on food, EBT, SNAP benefits, WIC, supplemental security, income, programs like that. I think that is definitely impactful for a good portion of our community. How do you sign up for CORE? That's a program you have to sign up for? The best way to do that is actually to reach out to our ownership services team. They can be reached at ownership at belfast.coop. They are us. They are us. They are us. (laughs) It's me. 
you can reach out over email, but maybe you can also get some more information in the store about how yes, to sign up for that. we do have a flyer also and a letter about all of the details. You bringing up CORE and how the co-op has put down roots in this community and been trying so hard to be sustainable here makes me think of sort of the two Belfasts. There's kind of this like Belfast that is people who live maybe in downtown or moved here to be farmers or homesteaders. And then there's folks who are have been in Belfast for generations and generations. And I think that one thing that the Back to the Landers missed out on in the 70s was the chance to reach out to folks who had lived in Belfast for a really long time. Yeah. And so one thing that I have been doing as the outreach coordinator is trying to work a lot with high school students and trying to work with the middle school garden program so that these kids at a young age come to the co-op and see that it's like just another store where there is a perception that the store is exclusive. Maybe there's like some misunderstanding about what it means to be an owner. So hopefully we're trying to make that language sound a little bit more reasonable. It's not this thing that's exclusive. It's something that's inclusive. Only Mm -hmm. if you want to be an owner, do you have to be an owner? But trying to bring those kids into the store to show them that like the store is just a store like any other store. Maybe through the refining of our ends, we've decided to serve a wider range of people. We have decided that it is important to the co-op to serve our owners and to serve our shoppers. And it's important to serve our community, even if they don't shop with us. Where we live and exist is important. Again, even if those people don't shop here, maybe they work here. Mm -hmm. Maybe they deliver food here. And we want to take care of them because we want that to be the model that we send out into the world is that model of concern and that model of care. Something that was really cool that happened this year is that we introduced the WIC program to the store. WIC is Women, Infants, Children. It is a program that helps women, infants, and children obtain food. It's like prenatal to five years old. Mm -hmm. You go into the local office Um, I think they also start to do Zoom meetings. Oh, that's cool. Due to COVID. Basically, you get a food prescription. They do a lot of physical assessments and they they decide you need more fiber, you need more protein, you need to, you know, be drinking milk every day. And they load this food prescription onto what looks like a debit card. You come in and you buy per item Mm -hmm. instead of per dollar, which is really cool. So you can come in and get a gallon of milk, whatever that gallon of milk is. Yeah. As long as it's the right you know, percentage or whatever. We also have done a bunch of smaller things that kind of happen annually, um, the way we participate in the community. We generally get a team together to participate in the Keeping Belfast Beautiful cleanup in April. I know I've done it. I know you've done it. And it's been really fun. It's so fun. I love going out there and picking everything up and then going to the community gathering at the end where everybody is eating together and you're seeing all the different teams come together um, who have been assigned different parts of Belfast to clean up. It's just really great. We donate a lot of food. Well, we donate more like um, apples and bananas that people can drop by in the morning. They pick up all their supplies to do the cleanup and they can pick up breakfast for themselves. But as you were saying that, it was reminding me that when we encourage participation at the co-op, we're, we're encouraging people to feel like they're owners there, to help someone bring out their groceries or know where something is and help a fellow shopper. And I think with Keeping Belfast Beautiful, when you are part of a team that cleans up the streets just once a year, that's when the big cleanup is. 
but it means that you take more ownership over the space for the whole rest of the year. And there's a little bit more, I don't know, maybe accountability Mm -hmm. for yourself that you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to help with this beautiful place where I live. I have noticed for myself, I take note of where the public trash cans are. And if there is litter on the sidewalk, and I know I'm within a reasonable, like, I'm definitely picking that up. And that is because of the Keeping Belfast Beautiful. Yeah. The strip that the co-op cleans every year is the same strip that I walk to work Mm-hmm. like every week and a couple of my coworkers, and so it's funny because we already know like where the trash is going to be because we <laughs> walk it so often so that's the only way we can get there yeah some of the other things we do annually just to participate in the community is we get our workers together and our board and we march in the pride parade that's held and we have sponsored their permit in the past mm-hmm. um, and sponsor the the student organization that tends to organize it And the other thing that comes to mind also is the neighbor for neighbor giving tree. I know a lot of the businesses, downtown businesses especially, participate in that. But it is something that I've been doing for several years as part of my job. And it just is just the warmest, most lovely thing. And it definitely brings a community spirit to the co-op. Absolutely. When we drop those gifts off. The people at WCAP are just so happy to see us and so thankful. The people who take tags at the co-op are so generous. Yes, they are. It's really incredible. Yeah. A lot of these organizations we're talking about are nonprofits. And so I just wanted to take a minute to say that nonprofits tend to be mission-led and community-oriented. And the co-op is community-oriented, but it's not a nonprofit. There have been a couple people over the last year even who have asked me if we're a nonprofit. We're not. We're for profit. So nonprofits don't pay taxes on their income, and we do pay taxes. And we also can profit share at the end of the year. So if we're profitable, we give back a portion of that money to our owners. Patronage dividends. Yeah, there's a few other things that had crossed my mind when I was researching this particular principle. We had talked a little bit about when it says in the actual principle that the cooperatives work for the sustainable development of their communities. What is our community? Like, obviously, it's the local people. It's where we actually are located. But as a co-op, we are a community of other co-ops. And so we have done things in the past uh, where we will use part of our donation fund to help a co-op who is struggling and they are doing some sort of campaign or they're looking to do an expansion. And not just with money, but also with our time. You and I recently have met with a local co-op that the resource that they needed was our experience. The resource they needed was our time Mm -hmm. and we want to see them thrive. And so we said, of course, we'll meet with you. Yeah, that's great. And we shared that with our community. Yep. And another community is our natural landscape community. Our little pollinator friends. We do have a native pollinator garden in front of our parking lot that we specifically put there to show native plants, to increase the biodiversity, help with our native populations. You've worked with that. Can you tell us a little bit more? Sure. Uh, We think of the pollinator garden as an island. It's a safe space for pollinators and other 
insects and birds to mm-hmm. take a break when they if they get lost in town a lot of times they're really vulnerable there's not mm-hmm. a safe place for them to find shade or find food and so that's what the pollinator garden is there for when we started to design the outdoor spaces at the renovated store a lot of the design features that were proposed by the civil engineers were really well thought out and we're going to keep a, the flow that they have chosen We are working with Fedco to source local, native, and edible plants for our landscape. And so that will be, obviously for us as the community, but it will be for the greater community that we're thinking of. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. It's going to be beautiful. As you may have guessed, we do quite a number of donations. And that is actually in Alessandra's wheelhouse. I brought a list of all of the places that we donated to over the last fiscal year. So that began in October of 2022 and ended in September of 2023. And it's a list of 43 organizations. And I'm just going to list them because I think it's pretty rad. So these organizations came to us and said, hey, will you sponsor or donate money or food? Or we approached them and we said, hey, your mission is super important to us. How can we help you this year? So it's always a mix of both. Some people we have really long-standing relationships with. Some are new Mm -hmm. this year. I love it. Here we go. 2023 Belfast Area High School Project Graduation, AcadiaCon, the All Roads Music Festival, Ames Elementary School, Belfast Child Care Center, Belfast Community Radio, the Belfast Curling Club, Belfast Has Pride, Belfast Pride Parade, Belfast Soup Kitchen, and Belfast Summer Nights. Brazilian Cap... Capoeira, Business After Hours with the Chamber of Commerce, But Still I Am One, Cass Elementary School, Center for Wildlife Studies, the Ecology Learning Center, the Eric Overlock Skate Park, Friends of Belfast Parks, specifically for their water fountains, the Game Loft, the GBAM Food Cupboard, Keeping Belfast Beautiful, Maine Community Foundation for their Lewiston Area Response Fund, Maine Food Convergence Project, Maine School Garden Network, MAFCA, Mount View Cheerleading Team, New Hope Midcoast, Our Town Belfast, Out Maine, Paws Adoption Center, Peace Ridge Sanctuary, Permatours, Principal Six Conference through Cooperative Maine Business Alliance, The Restorative Justice Project of Midcoast Maine, The Rock Coast Roller Derby, The Sterrett Children's Center, the Sturgeon Mural, Troy Howard Middle School Parent Teacher Group Teacher Fund, United Midcoast Charities, the Vermont Farm Fund to help with the flooding, Waldo County Pet Food Pantry, Waldo County Triad, Waldo County Woodshed, WCAP, and Window Dressers. That's an impressive list, and I know that we use this word a lot, but impactful. Yeah, I feel so proud reading off all of those organizations. And what's really cool is, you know, I either talked with or emailed all of these people. And so that's just strengthening all of these community relationships. As we were sitting here talking, I was like, okay, what is sustainable development? Like, I love a good metaphor. I love to be able to visualize a thing that I'm thinking about. And I feel like sometimes capitalism feels like it is the get rich quick scheme. Mm -hmm. But you and I have both started seeds And when you have seedlings that get super leggy, it's not good. They grow too fast. They're too tall. They fall over. They get yellow. They just get really delicate. 
and not all, as healthy. They're not as healthy. Whereas if, if you have the proper amount of light and good, well-draining and nutritious soil and the appropriate amount of watering, your seedlings don't grow as fast, but they grow stronger. Mm-hmm. And I think that when I think about the Belfast Community Co-op and why the community is so important to us is because if we grow too quickly or we just become an unhealthy organization and the whole community will suffer from that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And when we have this sort of, I think of us as like some sort of like strong, stout, like tomato plant or something. And we're just like, give us some time. We need to extend the season, but we're going to like, we're going to bear a lot of fruit. And we're just sort of this evergreen community member. And we want to do well in business to do better in the community. The whole point of running a business that does well is to treat our farmers and producers and employees and community members and owners better. Yes. All right, folks. That's P7, Concern for Community. I'm sure that we could talk about this for a lot longer. But also, Alessandra is going to give us a couple updates on what's been happening with the renovation. Uh, Well, we were just told this morning that we just had some countertops and tables delivered for our meat preparation room and our prep kitchen for the cafe, which I think is funny with the renovation. A lot needs to be done. And the timing of those things sometimes is difficult. But we have somebody working on our team who was able to find a storage space. And so now we know that whenever that piece of the puzzle is ready to be built, that we are ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a long time since we have done an update. And I don't quite know like where we were the last time we talked. Our general manager does a weekly update video. Mm-hmm. And they're all on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook. And if you... Look them up on YouTube, Belfast Community Co-op, Renovation Playlist. That should bring it up for you. Mm-hmm. But we're starting to put the brick up around the shop for me. Bump out. Bump out. We have the the new roof got put on. I'm not quite sure if that was done when we were last on no, the show. No, that one took a long time. Yeah. Yeah. We're starting to take apart the receiving room in the back and building the tower for the hydraulic lift. Mm-hmm. I don't think we had even done... So we, much has happened and yeah. it's so fast, really. We poured the patio, but we also poured the whole front with the new curb and the new drainage. Mm-hmm. We regraded the parking lot. It was all closed down. There were like three spots some days. <laughs> that has been the most tough for everybody, for people inside, but also for our shoppers coming to find a place where they could park yeah. to get their needs met in the store was just really not happening. But that really is fixed for now and should be this way for quite a long time. We're still planning on doing a grand reopening in June. And I think that what will happen sooner rather than later is all of the construction will start to move onto the sales floor. If you go into the store and you look up, you can see that a lot of the tiles are gone. We're starting to reroute plumbing and electricity and Internet and heat ducting. Mm -hmm. So all of those parts of the project that we can access, we are starting on those and definitely doing the planning. Um, And we will be taking apart the sales floor in little pieces starting in the new year. And all of that will be communicated well before it happens. We have a really amazing planning team. They're very detail-oriented, and they don't really start to move on stuff until They have the whole picture so that all the workers can be safe and all the shoppers can be safe and people can really anticipate what the shopping experience is going to be like. Also, if uh, the construction project has you down, but you still want to support your local community co-op, you can shop online with Shop For Me. 
It's pretty easy to make an account, and everything that we have in the store is online. Um, and you can also select it so that you're only shopping locally, or you're only shopping the sales section, or you're only shopping, you know, in wellness if that is the product that you need to find. It's pretty easy to do, and then you park in the parking lot, and they bring your your order out to you. It's really great. It's a nice program. Yeah. We have board meetings pretty regularly, every month even. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> On the fourth Wednesday. Generally. Generally. At six o'clock, generally. At mm-hmm. the library, generally. We say generally mostly because things can get switched around, particularly if there is a holiday season upon us. Holiday season. Exactly. I just sang on that. Yes, you did. I loved it. Because it is the holiday season. We're not supposed to talk about it because this podcast won't come out until after the holiday season is over. But like, we're excited and it's going to happen. And there's a board meeting tonight. I'm sorry. You're invited, but you won't know about it until you (laughs) listen to this. Um, Uh, Hopefully do, because we have actually announced it in many places. We have announced it in many places. And... If you think, oh, that sounds so cool. How come I wasn't there? You can go online and read the minutes. You can go online and read the minutes all the way back to 2017, 2014. And those are all online. So if you want to know who was on the board or how we made decisions, there you go. I love reading old minutes. Well, you guys, we are so excited that we've been able to talk about all seven of the principles. So excited. All right, Cooperation Nation. We'll see you next season. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to episode number eight of Smooth Cooperators, hosted by Alessandra Martinelli and Emily Berry, produced at the facilities of Belfast Community Radio.